I said the Lord is good. All right, quickly, let's take our declaration of understanding. We'll sit down, we'll study a bit, then we'll rise up to pray again. Our school of prayer, if you're happy to, you know, David said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go and pray. <laughs> the Lord is good. So when they say, let's go for the school of prayer, you should be glad also. Amen. Amen. All right, the Lord is good. Let's take our declaration quickly. One, two, let's go. The Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And I'm being filled with the knowledge of his will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding, as a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I'm pleasing him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work. And I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to his word. What is entering my heart? It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. The Lord has been good to you. If you believe that, give me an amen. amen. And more good will be released to you today. Amen. As a result of the entrance of his word. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, the Lord is good. Please take All our seats. Time. Let's take our seats and quickly get into the teaching for today. So we are looking at the issue of um, eradicating fear, casting out fear out of our lives. Let's remember that fear is a reason why, I mean, it's a switch that turns off. All right? It's a hindrance. It's an impedance to the flow of God's power into our lives. God doesn't just say to people, do not be afraid because he doesn't like fear. He says it because he wants to bless. He says that because he wants to bless. And when he doesn't find the ability to bless, or when he finds fear, there is no ability to bless. He cannot communicate it. His blessing. So you have to fight fear. One of the things that Satan and the world does, all right, one of the things that they do is to bring fear. Because, <laughs> now I say it all the time, Satan doesn't have the kind of power we think he has. He has to use tricks. He has to use um, um, craftiness, cunningness to get things done in our lives. One of the things he tries to do is to scare people. Bear that in mind. You know, it's one of, it's one of his major methods, to scare people. The reason is that fear is a very powerful negative force. It's a very powerful negative force. Fear. So what Satan tries to do is to instigate fear. Give us a reason to fear. Now let me quickly say this, please. I pray I don't miss the train of thought. I'm reminding us of what I said about fear, right? Now please listen to this carefully. Listen to this very, very carefully. See, this world you are seeing, hmm? these physical things you are seeing, is not, they are not really re- real. They are just the way by which invisible things are manifested so that we can relate with them. Let me explain. One man says something, well, just to give an illustration, just, just out of the blues, okay? He said, once, the Spirit of God wanted a man, I think a preacher or a Christian, to minister to somebody, something like that. All right? So what they did was that they needed him to miss his way. I don't know how many of you have driven on those... Um, Express roads that have exits that if you miss an exit, that's it. That's under 10 kilometers, 20 kilometers before you can come off the express. If I remember those is when I, when I first got to Lagos, I was driving one day with my cousin's driver. So on the, I think it was the third mile on one of those bridges, yeah. So he said, ah, take this turn. So we were like, turn, turn, turn. I said, what is, ah, after this now you go straight to, you go straight, you know. Said, okay, if you understand Lagos. He was like, if you miss this turn, that's it. We are going to the island. That there's no way to turn. We're going to Uroshoki. He said, turn, turn. So I had to quickly change the lane and come off. It happens like that. So, one of those days, the man was going. 
and the spirit want, needed him to see somebody. Now, this is what I'm trying to make. You know what they did to him? The angels just mounted the bonnet of his car. They, they, <laughs> now, you think he's accelerating or slowing down. No, they were the ones pushing. When they see the way he's going, they push the guy. He speeds, then they block his exit. Push another guy behind. Now, this man was seeing it. They just pushed him up and down. They made him miss the road. Now, do you know what? As he was driving, he had no idea. He thought he was slowing down and picking up speed. No, angels were shoving him and pulling his car back. Then when he got to that exit, somebody else just hit, hit it. He, did it. he couldn't turn. He missed the exit by just a few meters. He had to go down the next 20 kilometers to the next exit. And that was where the Lord wanted him to go to. See, what do you see physically? Eh? Forget that thing. It's not, they're not real in themselves. By faith, we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. So that what we see did not come out of things that are visible. There are no accidents in life. None. There are no accidents. All these things you see materially, eh? they play out something that's happening in the realm of the spirit. I don't want to advertise movies, okay? but there's a particular movie. Okay, I will just mention it. Go and see. I've not seen the whole series, but I've seen number one, Matrix. Now, first time I saw Matrix, after a few minutes, I easily get bored with movies. That's just where I am. If you want, if you don't, if you want to make it into, start from the beginning, after 15 minutes, you've lost me. Is look, it's so easy to. I don't care. They can, 15 minutes after, I'm, I'm lost. Even even if my the only one I, I have patience with is Chinese film because I know they go fight along the line. And this is I seen Chinese where they are not fighting. So now I've started losing interest too. Okay? Now that's the kind of person I am. So first time I saw Matrix, when they were take a blue pill, take a red pill, now I just quit the TV. Then I didn't see Matrix again. I don't know for the next five years or so. But the day I finally saw the movie, I said, wow. Now it interested me, it impressed me, let me put it like that, because of my understanding of spiritual things. So this just well, of course, some technical details are not really real, but the way those guys described how people are living and they were having physical experiences which are just things happening in their brain. I said, oh, this is life. This is just life. People are having physical experiences which are just reflections of things happening in the realm of the spirit. That's the reality about it. And, you know, you see, they tell the man that he can get to a point in life, okay, that... Remember what Neo said, um, no, is it Morpheus? Yeah, said to Neo. He was describing something to Neo, and Neo said that you mean one day I'll be able to dodge bullets. Because they have this guy they call agents who could move so fast, if you shot at them, they move faster than the bullet. So they could dodge. They'll see the bullet and they'll dodge. So they, they, he said, you have been trained so that, the guy as you was being trained that at the point in time you'll be able to dodge bullets. So he said, oh, you, you think one day I'll be able to dodge bullets? Morpheus said, no. When you get to that point, you won't have to. The guy was like, what? Yes, that no. <laughs> Shooting you with bullets would be pointless. And somewhere along the movie, I can't remember the detail, he actually got to that point. There was a time he could dodge bullets without even knowing he was doing it, and at the point in time, it was irrelevant. Now, don't mind me, I look at things from spiritual eyes. What I was seeing was, if you get to a point, you walk on water. It's the same thing. If you can walk on water, you can dodge bullets. Trust me. It's easier to dodge a bullet than to walk on water. I hope you're getting my point. You know, the mistake we make, all right, is that we get so focused, and God will help me. I want to get into that teaching, all right, so as to reverse the process. 
we get so focused on physical things, spiritual things lose power. They literally lose power in our lives. That's why, see, I don't have a problem when if a doctor comes out and tells you, check this, check that, check this, check that. I have a problem when pastors do it. If a doctor comes and says, today's health week, how to check your eye for glaucoma, how to check your heart for coronary problems, how to check your prostate for cancer, how to check your service for all those things, it's the doctor's job. You should be talking all that kind of thing. I don't have a problem with it. When a pastor now mounts a pulpit and starts preaching that, I say, bros, you are missing your job. You know, it's like I come to the pulpit and I'm giving you a recipe on how to make a dikai kong. Do you get my point? First day I do, you think I'm joking. Second day, <laughs> second day I tell you how to mix cake so that it will be a carrot or... Give me another cake. Red velvet cake, how to do, you know? You will laugh. Say, ha, pastor, he has his wife at home. I like him, very romantic. You, know, you are still tolerating me. Third day I said to do how to make your... Um, uh, what they call pap without seed. <laughs> they are going to look like, bros, pastor, excuse me, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> as Ica-bodied, is Ica-bodied, you don't understand, as the glory departed, because I don't get it. That's why we start getting tired. And let's go for Bible study, say I have a cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> you won't bother following me, because you have your cookbook. You are getting my point. Now, it sounds ridiculous, right? It's exactly the same thing when pastor comes to church and starts giving you health tips, how to check this, how to check that, how to ensure that your cholesterol level is not too high, and to make sure that, you know, and then you see when you eat onions, when you mix it with garlic and turmeric, it, and, and then put ginger, and then, you see it on Christian TV, it's as crazy. How you need to go for regular checkup and all of that. It says wisdom is possible to direct. I said, this is your wisdom that God did not know about. This is your wisdom that Jesus does not know about. What nonsense wisdom are you teaching? What you are saying, is it wrong? I don't know. just not your job. Do you know I have a habit? If I go to preach somewhere, some people have this mist- make this mistake of introducing everything about my life. I don't need all this story. Just say, today, our preacher is, put your brother, Bankoli Olishino, popularly known as Pastor Banke, the teacher of the word of God. He has written this number of books. He's a founder and president and bishop-in-chief of Kingdom World Ministries. I don't have any problem. They broadcast the word in different places and they hold meetings in Enugu. The website is also and so and so. All those kind of things. Let's welcome our teacher for the day. For me, why speak more than that? If I'm coming to preach, that's all I need you to talk about. Talk about my preaching anointing. Stop telling me he studied medicine in the University of Benin. It's a fellow of the West African College of Physicians. How is that adding to my anointing? People do it. They think they are trying to make you look important. For me, I don't think so. It irritates me when people call me Dr. Banky. If you are one of those doing it, please stop it. It irritates my soul. I don't like it. It's when you're a fellow minister. It gets on my, ask my wife. It gets on my nerves. I magnify my office. I'm more importantly a teacher of the word than any other thing. You're not making me feel important. What's the big deal? Every Tom, Dick, and Harry uses title doctor these days, including traditional doctors. People do it. They think they are trying to be respectful. I don't like it. So many, many times I go to places to go and preach. When they finish explaining the fact that I'm actually a medical doctor. Many of you don't know. <laughs> actually, I am. <laughs> yeah, actually, I am. <laughs> Some of you think it's a joke, but it's actually true. <laughs> I actually went to school. <laughs> so 
So I will now finish up and I say they want to see me at the end. I don't have a problem. They'll not be discussing their health issues. It happens once in a while when I go to preaching places. When they finish, there's a way I catch people. I say, you want me to pray for you? Will anybody ever say no? They can't say no. I will lay hands on you. No, you are not planning to receive anything. I don't care. I will pray for you, lay hands on you, get out. I came to your church to come and preach. You came to ask for medical advice. Are you all right? Do you not have doctors in your city? I have my trick for people like you. I will pray for you. I know you won't get anything. <laughs> you were not planning to. I used that prayer to drive you away. This is, I, think, I don't get too much of that these days. I can't come to come and teach. You're asking me for medical counsel. It's not my job. I know, look, I know when I wear that garb. When I, when they, I come with a Bible and wear a different garb. And if you have sense in your head, sorry to say it like that, tap the anointing I came with. The word has healing power in it. I'm willing to pray for you. Let's join our faith and receive the power of God for healing. I know what I'm going to say. You know, so pastors, when they come up and be doing that, one day I was, I was, I was somewhere around here, the guy came to town to preach. And a woman asked a question. He was talking on homes, marriage, and stuff like that. How to relate with your husband, your wife, and stuff. So a woman asked a question that their child is sick. She, doesn't, she wants to pray for the child to be well. She doesn't want to go to the hospital for the treatment. But the husband is saying she should go. What should she do? Now, I have a good answer for that. I will not address that now. Let's not talk about home issues now. It was his answer that offended me. He said, what did he say? Ah, your child is sick. Go to the hospital. Go. How can you say you don't want to go to the hospital? Ah, And he, was, he left the issue of husband-wife matter. And he was trying to paint the woman as being ridiculous. And I felt like, sir, you're a preacher of the gospel. I'm sorry to say you are talking nonsense. The woman has more faith than you do. She's expecting something from God, which you are not expecting. God is not a man. He's not a human doctor. He heals people, people that don't see doctors. He confirms the prophecies of doctors, their predictions. What they call hopeless, he heals. He will touch a case of terminal cancer. The person is well by tomorrow morning. Come on, we have experienced his power in, in doing things. Look, I, I let me not sit on that because for me, I was offended that, that what is your problem? You're either a preacher or you are not. They don't need you. They have doctors to tell them about medicine. When they hear you, they should be telling them about the word of God. What I try to do when I, in fact, <laughs> I went for a conference the other day. It was a medical conference. They said, they were asking questions about this cancer issue. People don't want treatment and all of that. <laughs> they said, Pastor Banky is here. I said, okay. <laughs> My colleagues say, Pastor Banky is here. Pastor, you will tell us. They handed me a microphone to defend what Christians do. Of course, I pray that my breath. God, please, let me make a good, um, let me help people, really. But one of the things I told them, I said, see, faith works. The only problem is that many people that claim they have faith, they don't have faith, they are trying at anything. Because generally, Africans don't like medical treatment for two reasons. One, they can be quite expensive. You are going for cancer treatment, bank five million before you start. They can be very expensive. Discussing the daddy about a woman that has breast cancer, supposed to take some drugs. One shot, two fifty thousand. One shot. You know the way you buy chloroquine for five hundred naira or no one fifty. One shot, two hundred and fifty thousand naira subsidized. Yes. Supposed to take one every month for eight months. 
subsidized. And that's not the whole treatment. Pray they did not add radiation to it. Radiation is half a million naira around. That's when you can get it locally. Say, sorry, the machine here is down. You have to travel. You put your logistics cost into it. It's one of the reasons why people run away from medical care. Because it's damn expensive. That's number one. Number two, they tell you the truth. Chances, you, 50% of people like you are still alive in seven years. That, that's, that's the way they talk to you. They don't give you any guarantees. They can't. They give you statistics. Oh, there are people who lived for 15 years. <laughs> Bros, I'm only 35 years. Ask 15 to 35. What's wrong with you? So, you see, that's part of it. They don't, for all that money you are spending, I mean, they blow out. A million naira just to make the person release the pain. Kill? No, 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 it's not going to be killed. Send to palliative unit. When they say send to palliative, make the person as comfortable as possible until he or she dies. Yeah, that's what we mean. Uh, but if it is severe pain, the two rounds of radiation, one million bucks to reduce the pain. Don't blame the. When they say Africans don't come to us, but it's not about 40. We can't afford it. So we grasp at every other thing. They sell you herb, chew, chew spear grass. You will swallow it. Why? It's cheap. And they tell you, it cures everything, which it doesn't. So that is when they asked me to say something. I said, guys, please, faith works. But one guy even spoke, also a Christian in the audience. He spoke, a doctor too. That no, faith works. Let's not play about it. It works. The only that many of people that are giving faith a bad name, they don't have faith. They are desperate for anything. So when they go somewhere, somebody say, I'm healed, they will say it. In their hearts, it's because they have no other thing to hold on to. So that is why it appears as if faith fails. True faith works. Does. And what I'm saying, which way I went into that, is I see, as a preacher, don't be ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed of it. The matter of shame, it matters to Jesus Paul said, I magnify my office. Be proud of your assignment that God has given you. Don't have shame. Because your, colleague, your, your classmates are now bank managers and senior telecom, te- telecom engineers. I think you guys gather, they drive the latest, you know, LX570 and all of that. And you, they push your jet out for you and so you are ashamed. What's your problem? I'm a preacher of the gospel. I give life. Don't be ashamed of it. Paul also told to Timothy, many people, they are ashamed of me and my chains. Say you, you know what you learned from me. Don't be ashamed of me. You know one thing I realized when I read that thing? Paul told Timothy, if you are ashamed of me, you won't have, you won't have understanding. The word I taught you will not work. Your anointing will go down. Now me lay hands on you. You cannot be ashamed of me. He warned Timothy. Don't be ashamed of me and my chains. Though. Say it proudly. He's in jail now. I know brother Paul. He's a man of God. He will die for the gospel. He laid hands on me five years ago and ordained me to ministry. Said, so don't be ashamed. And most important of those shames you must never have is of Jesus Christ. So if you're ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed of you before my father and of his holy angels. Don't be, don't be, see, don't have shame. This day, sir, I see Christians, they magnify science Above faith. All I'm looking for is to make sure somebody has true faith. 
One day somebody told my friend, who you all know, Pastor Courage. How so and so person? He said, we are believing God. She, he said to me later, he said, what pain me that I forgot to ask them? How? You can't just tell me you are because you are taking treatment, I want to know. Okay, I'm taking five, five courses of chemotherapy. We are going to have radiation. This drug, so. And I've, seen, I've been there. We gather money to support people who are taking drug treatment. We gather five million naira, two million naira. They have to pay for drugs. And we gather. He said, I forgot to ask this person. How are you believing God? How? Because there's a how to it. What did what they expect to hear? Listen, I'm taking one hour every morning on the word alone. I fast every weekend so that each day I get at least five hours of infusion. He said, said, I forgot to ask that question. Because many people are believing, so-called believing God. They are just, they have given up. They are not aggressively pursuing it. You know what I found out? Me? <laughs> People say that uh, that's what Christians do. They believe God. They say they are believing God. The, the cancer will not spread. Those who did not believe God, it didn't spread. It didn't spread. I attend those meetings twice a week. This day we do it on Zoom. Sometimes my wife is there. I have to turn my phone away. She doesn't know. I don't want to see gory pictures, which they have to beam, things that they have to handle. He said, sorry, this can't have spread while on treatment. So what do we do next? And once it's spreading while on treatment, that's it. He said, it was this size when we began. So this treatment will give this one now. Say it has moved from this side to this side while on treatment. Oh, query. Now I say, okay, maybe you should exchange this, change this one, add this one to it. When, they, when you hear the discussion, you think these guys are curing something. No. When we get to that level, we're discussing hopelessness here. And introducing more expensive drugs, more toxic drugs, that will fry the, the human being himself or herself. What am I going to say? So those who did not, why are you making mockery of people who are praying? Those who did not pray, do you know what they've gone through? Some of them is believing God, I will never discourage you. Ever. I will never. I will never. The only thing I will do is I will be using, I will be using style to check whether you truly are believing God or you are just the typical African, do you get my point, who cannot afford the treatments, who somebody, somebody has scared. So just holding on to any, the same way, because sometimes these so-called who are believing God, go and check the herbal medicine they are taking. I don't know what I get my point. They take herbal medicine. If you're only believing God, if you would, if this, if you are living medicine, leave it. Don't you know? <laughs> you know you, they say that they are using natural. I see God prescribed natural. As God did not prescribe the medical one, so did He also not prescribe the natural one. So don't be fooling yourself. So when I when they get to that point, when I was talking about, uh, we're talking about somebody anyway. He said they want to give. I said my sister, it doesn't work. Person looked at me. I said, it doesn't work. Let's not fool ourselves. All this one that they'll be bringing you expensive drugs that came from India and came from uh, China. Don't, they don't grind down like this. Funny. They don't work. I say that all boldly. If you want to take swallow anything, go to a hospital, sit with the doctor, let him talk with you. Even a swallow, you won't swallow. 
That's I have found from personal experience. The other ones, they just, they, people hang on to anything. So they buy grass, they blend it. They blend the grass, mix it with this, cook it like this, and it's a lie. 99.9999999999% of them don't do anything. I trust the medical one 100 times more than those ones. People are prescribing it. What qualification do they have? What training do they have? Do you know what it takes to train a doctor to care for a cancer patient? 12 years of hard labor and more. That's to train him to have the confidence to prescribe a drug for you. When well, somebody is a cancer therapist, if you know the amount of years of labor he has gone through to be able to prescribe those drugs, the amount of literature he reads every day, the one joker will mix something for you and tell you that he cures, he cures, you know, <laughs> and you want to believe it? No, I tell you boldly, don't waste your time. Silent nonsense. If you want to, be, if you want to believe God, let's face that one. If you want to mix it with, uh, uh, with, with medicine, let's mix it with uh, that, what they call orthodox medicine, the medical one that we know, the hospital, let's mix it with it. If we don't have money, let's pray for money. And I'm swallowing grass and telling me that you are believing God. It's very annoying. I don't think they said that they said they were praying. They were not praying, they were taking herbs. Herbal medicine is not spirituality. People don't make like if herbal medicine is a sign that uh, you have gone somewhere. You haven't gone anywhere. What are these so-called herbal medicine? I said what I said to let you know that. Listen, see, let me tell you something about medical profession. A lot of jokers in town. Anytime somebody uses the title doctor, ask the person, come sit down, which kind of doctor you be? Let, know the details. Well, the person is a real, <laughs> a real doctor, a specialist, a fellow of one of our postgraduate medical colleges, and is treating somebody. Oh boy, he has read book. If you even see the medicine that the, 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 the pharmacists give, <laughs> if you see the roll of paper inside, you bought them before now. The roll of paper is more than the medicine. Uh, am I lying? You open like this, you will bring one long sheet. Maybe be like, <laughs> the thing is long. Fine print. They add it. That is the amount of information they expect you to have when you are taking that medicine. They will give you the long name. 5-methyl-6-chloro-16-nitro. That they'll give you the long, the, what they call IUPAC name. The, lo, the name of that medicine is two lines. Before they now give you the summary name. They will give you all the drug interactions. All the side effects it causes. The dosage. How you take it. Who is not supposed to take it. Some of them, they'll calculate for you. It is 2 milligrams per meter square of body surface area. See, so please, don't compare them with somebody who just, just grinds something for you. Put a go-go-ro inside. She, yeah, put on your mouth. Shake your mouth. Please, I'm begging you, don't compare it to. It's not to be compared. For each new drug these guys bring out, they blow $500 million. $500 million U.S. dollars. To bring out a new drug. They brought out many drugs that failed. They blow $10 million, it fails. $50 million, it fails. $100 million, it fails. Then when they bring one out, the backlog is $500 million of expenditure. Drugs are tested in three levels. 
That after they have shown that it's safe in rats, they now test the human beings in three stages. Stage three testing, they get real people that are not about to die tomorrow. Because there's a devil which they give anybody, if you're about to die, will you take it just in case you walk? When they get to stage three or phase three, my father. Now, why did I say my father? There are drugs that they've done all this testing. It fails in phase three and they throw it away. They've tested in rats, they've tested in the test tube, they now went to human being, phase one, phase two, phase three, it fails. They throw it away. Someone will now grind, grind green leaf for you and be competing. Are we stupid here? They're not on the same level at all. They're not on the same level. There are drugs they have used for 20 years. People sue the companies. And the companies are shelling out hundreds of millions of dollars to settle drugs that they sold to you, that they told you what they didn't know. Yeah, you, you still have the right to sue them. Would that be good around society? Mixing everything in bottles and giving to sick people. I think it's, if I become president, I shoot all those people. <laughs> it's fraud. It's fraud. You're taking advantage of people. It's a traditional Take, I'm not saying it's not traditional. Take it through rigorous testing. I don't want to bore you with details. If you see what these guys go through, on top of all of this, they are still using microscope to check whether you lied. I mean, after you invest $200 million, you want to lie so that the medicine can go out. Lie first. Your company will shut down. That's how they, so those medicines, you see them wrap and package. That is the basis behind it. That is why me, I don't know anything. I'm using traditional. Man. I said, no, no, go away. Go away. He said, we have traditional bosita in our village. Let him sit down and teach me the anatomy of the leg. For a medical person to set your bones, <laughs> he will dissect leg, look at x-ray, do everything. That is why he will tell you, I'm taking you to theater to set this bone, and you are paying 300,000 naira. Baba Lao just tell you to lie down there, wrap leaf on it. That's how you can be affording to be given 15 naira a day and he's happy. What? Well, I have spoken enough on that lesson, please. I just want to explain to you. Eh? So those who say they want to believe God, that's what I'm going to say. Let's believe God. I'm not, I don't have anything against it. But please, many people say they are believing God, they are not. They do herbal medicine as if God is angry with normal medicine, but he has no problem with if his leaf. Do you get what I'm going to say here? Yes, I want to discourage people from one thing. Deceiving themselves that they are walking by faith where they are swallowing herbs. I am saying, please, if you want to swallow something else with your faith, which I'm not against, I'm not saying don't, okay? Please go to somebody who is trained. Especially when it's a Christian doctor who can pray with you. Who together you can discuss because, you see, God is not angry that you came to the doctor. He knows your level of faith. Kenneth Hagin, with all the faith he taught us, his wife had the goiter. They removed it in operation. Okay, now. Because he looked at the woman, the woman couldn't use this kind of faith. And listen to this. The Lord appeared to him in a vision. He said to him, tell your wife to get operated on. She will not die. She will live. It was an instruction from heaven. Tell your wife to get operated on. One day he said he was sitting, he traveled far away from home. I'm talking about him because he's taught us a lot of faith. 
and he didn't used to do medicine. He got cured miraculously when he was bedridden, dying from serious blood disease with a congenital heart defect. Yet the Lord raised him up miraculously. If his face, he had it. But he couldn't pass it on like that to his wife. So one day he was lying down, suddenly he had this nudge, call your wife. So just said, okay, I'll call later when they, those days calls at a certain time, it become cheaper. So a long distance call, let me wait for this time. Suddenly something just to say, get up now. Call your wife, tell her to go and see the doctor. Her life is in danger. So she called his wife, please go, go and see the doctor. The doctor got there, tested her for certain reasons. Her potassium level was below the level that a man can live by. And the doctor treated her. So God is not angry with those who go to the doctor. Her husband would never, that her husband wouldn't go to the doctor for anything. But we'll send his wife there. Me? Look, if I'm sick, I'm lying down in the house. I can lie down there. I'm, I say, I'm okay. Don't worry. I, I can. What if my children get fever for two days? Bros, <laughs> you're listening to one of my friends who's a pediatrician. Hey, 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 go and see that. Go and see the pediatrician. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Even like my, my, my sister would say, that if it's her head that's pounding, she will leave there, be pounding. Her head will pound, <laughs> be pounding. She'll be praying in tongues, be pounding. After a while, the head will get tired of pounding, it will go away. But if the Peking sneeze two times, now nah, come, 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 come. It will blink. <laughs> it will begin open book. Yeah, open your mouth, drink this medicine. Parents tend to be harder on themselves. Now, I'm going to say something. So, it's not a big deal. But many times people say they are having faith. You know what I've discovered? Which is what I told my colleagues that day. It's not faith. They are grasping at anybody that will give them hope, including the guy, those boys, you know, from Oyo that have, you see them on the road. Selling bubble and around the Nungu. When I become governor, eh? If I catch those boys, <laughs> I'm driving, driving them back to the Australia where they came from. Nonsense. Now, this is, not, this, this, this is not a joke. Some of those rubbish they carry around, they destroy people's livers and the kidneys. People say, you know, they fear. Huh? Human beings. One untrained stranger carries seeds and liquid you cannot identify. Mixes it for you and you put it inside your mouth. No be fatal. You are stupid. <laughs> and you see that they will mix, the, they will stay there. The person will do and they pound it. In. And they will be pounding and the guy is waiting to imbibe it. <laughs> and then when he meets it, ah, it feels strong. <laughs> That's what kidney play the text out to. Many of those things that I tell this guy is carrying around. Look, this orthodox message, but they've also carried them around too. The only difference is that they pluck a leaf, they say, chew it. No. Medicine says, don't chew it. Take to the lab. How many components are there? They said they have a 15. Which one works? Say three of them. Which one works best? One. Which one has the least side effect? They check all this for years. Ten years they're on it. That's how they can sell it to you with NAFDAQ approval. See, you're supposed to respect your mouth at least. It's respect your body. It's not everything you put inside. Before anybody give you, it's not every book you go and eat. Everybody goes, ah, this book, man, it's good. Ask my wife. Me? Who cooked the food? 
No, I, I, I just feel like I respect myself too much that everybody will be putting something inside. Everybody can push something down this throat. The Lord is good. <laughs> All of this, and there's been one thing, please, people of God. There are many people who claim they are believing God. They are not. That's why they go for. I just I digress into that. I'm trying to tell people that please, if you want to use medicine, use proper one. Do you get my point? Mm-hmm. That's what I try to say in all of those things. Please don't don't mess with your life just because you you, you don't want to take up to those medicine. Please don't. However, back to where I began from. Listen, faith works. As a preacher, I have a duty to boost people's faith. If I see a sick person is not going to hospital, I just want to be sure. What are you doing? If I see a bottle of green thing there, I will drag it to hospital. Because you want to drink medicine. It's obvious you want to drink the medicine. You just want to drink the one that the doctors are giving. And I will have to convince you that let's take that one. But we say we are believing God. How? And I have a duty as a minister of the gospel to stir up faith in your heart. Because indeed, with God, nothing shall be impossible. God cures diseases. He gives long life. He heals blind eyes. There's nothing he doesn't do. He does. He does. That's one thing he does. He brings peace into homes. He does. If we just learn to tap, tap it by faith. No, I began this, you know, I know where I began from. I wanted to explain something to us. So you see, spiritual things are real. They control the things of the physical. We need to learn to think in that realm. I began by trying to emphasize the fact that we, what the world does, and what has happened over the years, is that we have been taught to magnify the material above the spiritual. And when we do that, we lose the power of the spiritual. And where I said I wanted to go along the line, God helping me, is to redirect Christians to start thinking according to the spiritual. So that if an angel stopped you and talked to you, you won't be surprised. You talk to him normally. I like the, the, the one of the things I, I enjoyed from Neville Johnson those days is the way he tells angel stories. I know he had a unique manifestation, but you see, anytime you say a manifestation like that, many times what God is trying to do is to normalize some things for the rest of the church. Jesus said, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to sift you all like wheat. He said, but I have prayed for you that your faith, now I emphasize it literal, what Jesus said there properly for certain reasons. Satan desired to sift you all like wheat, all of them, 12 of them. He said, but I prayed for you that your faith will not fail. And when you are converted, what do you do? Strengthen. So what God does in one is for the purpose of strengthening all. Do you get the concept here? So what I'm going to say is that, so you see, Satan has desired that we we'll become confused and blind to the things of the spirit. So he says, I will take one of you, I will train him, train her in understanding spiritual things. Then when I have taught you, go and spread that spirit amongst all of you until spiritual work becomes normal with everybody. Do you get what I'm going to say? The man used to tell stories. It's one reason why he used to enjoy his um, messages. Same thing with Sadhu Salvaraj. Because of the way they open your eyes to the things of the spirit. It's not, it's not as much as their doctrines. But just the fact that they just make you know. Yes, they open your spirits. Let me just tell you the story. I found it very dramatic, a number of them. So one day, he was, he was about to drink coffee. And he heard his wife call him, Neville. Say, what is it? Said, an angel here wants to see you. He won't talk to me. You know, just talk normally. It's like my wife telling me, are you expecting somebody? There's one man who's in the sitting room. So he said, ah. And he came out with his coffee in his hand. I met the angel standing with his wife. 
So his wife stepped in and said, okay, what is it? You know, normal. And then they gave him a piece of paper. So he opened it and read the message inside. And he folded it back, dropped it, it turned to ashes and blew away. And the angel walked. They didn't talk to him. Just gave him the paper. Turned around, walked in. When he saw the angel walking to, you know, just disappear. So he read the message. The message said, your attention is needed in a particular realm of the heavens. So he looked at it. So he dropped the paper. Said, okay, I've heard. Let me finish my coffee. And he finished drinking his coffee, dropped it down. Shoop, suddenly he was translated. The same man told the story once he was going, going for a meeting. They heard footsteps behind him and he looked. And there was a band of angels following him. So he looked at them like, where are you going? You know, he just asked them like, where are you going? They said, we're following you for the meeting. Okay, let's go. Please, see. <laughs> that, I, I told you, you know, things like that, they make you, op- they open your eyes to know that you're not, you're not alone. You don't think, you know, they say that Adam and Eve, they, they, <laughs> that one, I never believed it for one moment since I grew up. Adam and Eve were in the garden. Making discovery. Chemistry experiment. Nonsense. Adam was trained by people who were there before him. They told him how to do things. They told him how to do things. How to, it, it, God, look, Jesus will appear to him, teach him things. Other times, angels will keep me company. As human beings expanded in number on the earth, so did the amount of encounters with those spiritual beings continue to drop. You think they were just in one lowly universe? Hey, only us there here. Oh. Everybody out there? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I want to film. Sometimes I look at the, <laughs> you think Noah, only him and his sons, will build that, build that size of an ark. No help. Read your Bible. When he entered, somebody shot it from outside. Oh, well, the Lord appeared to him. Okay, you guys are going, 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 I'll close the door. No, read your scriptures. The Lord shot it from outside. You think he was just there? Let's believe that God will shut it. Shut, shut. No. Everybody moving, 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 moving. Okay, last person in. All right, going, don't worry, I'll handle it, I'll handle that. Locked it from outside, put pitch all over the, all the areas where the guy went leaked for day. The Lord went and passed it by himself. Send angels to party for him. Oh, you think you <laughs> you think it was it's only when they see Sodom and Gomorrah that God's angels come to the earth. They now pass by the house of um, of um, Abraham and to say that uh, no, it's not late then. It's not late then. In fact, you know <laughs> when Peter knocked on the door when they were hiding to pray, and Rhoda said. Peter is at the door. They said, no, Peter is in prison. He said, I just he said, I heard his voice. He said, it must be his angel. It wasn't strange. It wasn't strange. It wasn't something they had never seen before. Oh, are you an angel? No. <laughs> what am I going to say? So what happened to us is that we became so materially minded. Please, let me talk about your health, my health. Let's be careful. The world wants to take over that one. Don't let them. Don't let them. So many books, half of the things that they teach, all this one we don't do research that I'm telling you about, half of it are not even correct. They are still trying to understand. Half. What about those who didn't even do anyone? Those mixing leaf. They said, if you drink turmeric with ginger and everything, coronavirus never gets you. I hope you didn't believe that nonsense. Even those who have done research, they've not understood everything. 
yet they want to control our lives. I'm trying to say to people of God, remember, like, see, Jesus made it clear. Not one strand. He said the very hair on your head, they are numbered. There's not one strand on the, of the hair on your head that will fall down, except your father approves it, knows about it. You can't die one minute before he says so. You can't. He determines the day you will die. He determines it. It's, it's his determination. He sits down. He puts many things together. Many. Let me just drop a few of them. One of them be, you know, some people are so stubborn. Jesus has been telling them to live in a particular way they won't. He said, okay, I'm giving you to so, so, and so, and so date. That 25th of December, 2022. After that, he marks the date. He said, it's no longer all trouble. That guy is going 15th of June next year. Leave him. Yes. Sometimes when he loves the person, he just use style. Use style to re- tell you to put your house in order. There are many reasons God takes Christians away. Many reasons. Sometimes, I'm just going to lump a few. That won't be all, all right? Some, one, the work is done. This earth is a place of assignment. So the work is done. There's nothing else he's doing around. There's nothing else he's doing around. Yeah, let's go. That's one reason. Another reason is, these fellows were just not here. Like I said, live right, he won't live right. Every day they are preaching, preaching. Fifteen years after marriage, you are still committing adultery. You will die in the sixteenth year. What else do you know what I say? Say, God has not judged you. <laughs> he will use us as an example of the fact that he judges. So he just gets tired of people. Come, go away. So one day just mistakenly repent for five minutes. Mm, kill him. Before he falls for the <laughs> next day. It's true. He does that. People don't, they don't want to believe he does it. He does it. That's another reason. And that reason he does it, just approve the removal of Christians for the earth. Sometimes he just says, eh, calamity is coming. There's no need for him to pass through it. So he withdraws the person for the sake of peace. That's why he said the righteous man perishes. Nobody takes it to heart. You like, ah, he's gone. What's going to happen to the rest of us that are still here? Sometimes he does that. There are, so many, there are times that the person's life is not really over, but the person is tired. You just get worn out. That's why you have to be careful how you manage your life. Moses, that's what happened to Moses. The reason why God removed Moses is that Moses don't, ah, he worked hard though. But the, the precipitating factor was exhaustion. How do I know? He began to make mistakes. A man who will never make that kind of mistake. He made those mistakes. So God said, no, 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 it's enough. Moses begged. God said, you don't get it. You don't get it. It's not about anger. He said, you know the real reason? If I leave you here, in another three years, you will build another calf. Like your brother Aaron did. These people you are dealing with? (laughs) Stiff neck, their neck, eh? iron rod. That if I don't remove it, (laughs) let's give Joshua, you you have tried. Come, come, come. Moses was begging. God said, it's not a begging matter. Don't talk to me anymore about this issue. I know what's going to happen. Sometimes we just get exhausted. It's not only it's physical exhaustion, but that's not it. It's spiritual exhaustion more importantly. These are the reasons why God approves, remove that Christian, remove that believer, remove that child of mine. There's one that um, the prophet Ken Hagin said then, end of 659, God told him, 
the prophet who now is the person who stands in the forefront of the prophetic move that time in the world, but mostly United States. Okay, at least that's where he was. He said, at the end of 65, I will remove him. The Lord told this man. He said, why? He said, he's leading the body of Christ astray. End of 65, a drunken driver ran into his car and killed him. 59, God has said it. I'm taking this guy out in six years' time. So, listen, such a person, jog from now till tomorrow, you will see that that day. So, please, let's not, you know, people say, hey, you jog, you go for heart checkup, you go for, say those things, they are not even second level, they are third level matters. The primary thing is spiritual. And we need to learn to focus on the spiritual. We, we have to. God helping me, I, I, I plan, not just for those who listen to me, Paul said, give attention to yourself also. I'm going to save both myself and those who listen to me. It's important. Otherwise, you're always on Instagram looking at every rubbish happening in this world. It's why you will never be spiritual. Angels don't take pictures. They don't have handles. Say so me and Mike, that's, that's Gabriel, chilling on Mount Everest. <laughs> They don't have Instagram handles. You focus. You know something happened. I, I do a lot of reading. When I have my phone, I occupy myself a lot of times with reading news and, and stuff like that. But I know I'm supposed to read in my Bible. And something happens once, not once now, a lot of times. Was it this morning or yesterday night? I just sat down. Went to the news. In a few minutes, I was done. I said, bank, you're supposed to read your Bible. I opened my Bible. And I saw something I'd never seen. I went online to search whether anybody has ever discussed it. I couldn't find it. From First Timothy chapter, is it chapter 4 or chapter 5? Ah, I said, this thing is in this Bible. It didn't take me five minutes. I said, Banky, read your Bible. There are things inside there that are not in BBC world. Things that day that are not in Vanguard. They're not in Punch. They're not in this day. They're not in Guardian. Those are the ones that give me Nigerian news. Some of, some of believers here. Eh? So believers sometimes, my wife has this friend that, you know, she be like a narcissist. Anytime my wife sees her, they say, ah! human beings, you could photograph yourself by yourself for the whole world to see. What do you feel like Jesus? Even Jesus did not do that one. He waited for us to lift him up. If I be lifted up from the earth, what is all of this? Here's a the whole family went to the mall yesterday, you know, Easter Monday. As we were going, one woman was there taking photo, taking photo. Ha! We came back. She even blocked the road this time. Around. My wife said, this woman will not even leave the road. So I said, my wife, that is the woman we saw when we were coming in. Ha! Is that you have been taking photo there since or you took coming in, you will take going out? You know, they said, there's no generation like this that photographs itself doing nothing. There has never been. This generation photographs themselves for doing what? Nothing. Just, I'm sure Instagram has over, what is one million? I'm sure more than 50 million new pictures uploaded every day. I don't have a problem with Instagram. I have a problem with Christians who are there always staring at it. That's why angels don't, they don't come to your house. When they are passing, say that guy's on Instagram. Let's go to the next guy's house. He's praying. I'm telling you. You're always on Facebook. Holy Spirit doesn't have a channel. 
doesn't take picture there. So what is trending now? The, way, the place the Holy Spirit trends is in your Bible. It's in the fellowship of the brethren. They're on TikTok. Every, every video they upload, you watch. Very soon, they'll soon diagnose you know, screen concentration and cephalopathy. Brain shrinking from looking at the screen too much. No, it's been shown that children don't develop when they're always staring at the screen. They need to go out and go and play ball. Chase foul. You just go and buy cock for your compound for your five-year-old to begin pursue foul. They will win Olympics. <laughs> Some of you, you don't know children are supposed to chase foul. You're running up and down. You know the point about the foul? They can never catch it. Lie, lie. They can, you can never catch that foul. Just leave the children, they chase them. They will chase them. Finally, when they harass the foul, the foul, now that you know foul can fly. You will all lift up. One in all of you. One in all of you. One in all of you. The Lord is good. The world tries to naturalize us so much, we miss out on the spiritual aspect. I'm trying to emphasize to us today the spiritual aspect is real, it's tangible. You can get shot, an angel will boom. Touch the bullet, it will drop to your, at your feet. Matter of fact, they bring food to people. The child of God can't go hungry except God approves the hunger. If he has to mobilize angels to go and serve food, then they will go there and serve the food. But not the problem, which is where I began from. Satan knows that, listen, how do I obstruct this? Fear is one of the things. Fear. The communication between the spiritual and the natural. There are things that augment it. There are things that hinder it. Of course, we know simple things like prayer that augments it. Study of the word of God. Study of the word of God augments it. Let me tell you one way you can augment your spiritual experience. Okay? See, everything God gives us in life has a purpose. Every single thing. Every single thing. The fact that you and a friend can talk has a purpose. It was not meant for gossip. It was not meant, in fact, today I told my classmates, of course, you know, politics is hotting up right now. Yeah, you know, it's hotting up, you know. The heat is on. It's heating up seriously. So the thing is getting really hot. So, every day if I pick up my phone, there's posts from this, forward from this. This man said this about Siva George. This one said this one about Bolatinobo. This one said this one about Rotimia Mechi, Pito B. After a while, I said, guys, today I sat down. I took like five minutes, composed one long message for them. I said, in a get time. I said, number one, those who decide who will win the primaries in each party. So for those of you who do not know, know now, there are no more than five. Which kind of five? Maybe three people. Everybody will go and see these three people and discuss. Ah, they okay looks shocked. He thinks that he's voting. He's not voting. He's not voting. Ah. So he did not know. He's just discovered, oh. You think it is uh, when you get to Abuja at APC convention, they will decide who will win the APC election. Let me tell you something you did not know. Before the delegates reach there, the decision has been made. And those who make those decisions are no more than three, four, maybe at most five. And your concern is not their concern. Like I told my classmates, I said, Peter B can be the best governor and the best businessman I've ever seen. 
I said, let Yemi Oshiba be the most intelligent Nigerian and the best acting president you have ever seen. For information, those are not part of the considerations of those who make the decision. Let me not sit down now and start talking politics. See, yeah, it's not one of their considerations at all. There are many things they consider you don't know about. Like one guy said in one video I saw, he said, will he rock the boat? There are things they consider. There are negotiations they have. So, so I told my classmates, I said, what is your analysis? Why are you pretending like it matters? I said, unless you are inside the inner caucus, which you have not told us, but they don't read this our chat group. This, news, <laughs> this newspaper thinks you have, they don't read it. I'm not saying they are wicked people. I'm not trying to pin them as evil principalities. Their principality is quite all right, but I'm not saying they are evil. I'm just saying what they consider is not some of these things. National policy eh, is done in funny ways. When you have righteousness and zeal, when you initially say, why is government doing like this? Why is government doing like this? Why did they pardon these people? Did somebody say, why, why, what, what do you have to bank it? What do you have to say about the pardon? I said, I was not at the state executive council meeting that day, so I don't know. I said, I don't know. And I mean what I said. I said, I don't know. I don't know why anybody was pardoned. Did they ask my opinion? Once I was in the teaching hospital here, we were talking. I was in the chief medical director's office. That's what I'm talking about. You know, I had this um, idea of how you can save money. You don't, you know, if we do this like this, or guy, instead of us paying 500000 for this one, 400000 400 maximum, we'll have done it. That was the idea I had. So I was in the CMD's office. We were talking. So like, so direct purchase. So there was a deal of direct purchases and all of that. Save money. So when the power people came from Abuja wanted to inspect what we were doing in the hospital, they looked at him. So said, why are you doing all these direct purchases? So he's looking at like, what do you mean? He said, no, no, no. We insist. Federal government policy, you must give them to contractors. They, now, they are not bringing contractors. So. They are not saying they are, they are, no, 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 no. Use your local contractors, but enough of these direct purchases, okay? Please give it us as contract. Why? He said, okay. If you don't give out the contract, what would the people eat? If they are not eating, they'll start causing riots on the streets. That is part of government expenditure you think is wasteful. It's a way of keeping peace in the society. <laughs> See, that is why they go to what they call the Institute for Policy and Strategic Studies. There are things they discuss the average man on the street doesn't understand. You think the country is your private business? And that the one man said, I will never borrow. Let us stop. <laughs> I said, don't say that again. <laughs> Don't say it again. If you say it again and again, you will lose election. And the powerful people say that, no, this man is going to cause riots all over this country. <laughs> you don't know the... So that's why I don't do too much talking. I tell people, say, what is wrong? I said, leave this thing. Leave this thing. What many of us don't know, if you're not a member of APC, a member of BDP, leave it. When they have chosen their primaries, then go and vote on the person you want. But until that time, they are not listening to you. They don't care what you think. <laughs> Decisions are made when men are eating. Okay? So, what do you think? Sad that guy. No, like, like, he can never be president in this country. That's it. And politicians are very funny. They will never tell you you have lost hope. Why did I say all of this? So I tell Christians, which is why I tell all of this. Is, don't waste your time. This is you are getting, that, which is what I told my classmates. I said, look, please, you guys, I said, leave me out of this discussion. I don't want to discuss. I don't want this crime that is not going to count. I said, nobody's asking my opinion. Why are you talking as if they ask your opinion? Why did God give us time to discuss? That's why I'm talking about it, all right? Believers. Those that spoke, he said, those that feared the Lord spoke often 
one to another, and the Lord heard it. What are you? What, what, what am I going to say? David said, "Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in Thy sight, O Lord, my God and my Redeemer." That is, when you are talking to one another, God wants to sit in and hear what you are saying. What am I saying? In your discussion, magnify. And I keep on saying that. In your discussion, magnify the Lord. Tell stories of angelic deliverance. Stop telling all the stories of this person got killed. This person got killed. This man was just going on the road. Bullock just hit him and he died. If you heard that stories, that story is not necessary to repeat. Because you see, those your stories are magnifying the reality of the spiritual around you. If you talk a lot about spiritual things, if that is your constant conversation, a time will come, the angels will have no choice but to come and greet you. That's the point I'm making. Drop words like, the Lord will, the Lord will, his messengers, just keep talking. Do you get my point? Look, they listen, they listen in. Do you get, they, they listen. There's a reason why he says you magnify the Lord. If where it is magnified, he's more present. I don't know whether I get my point. Where he's magnified, he's more present. Yes, indeed, the Lord is everywhere. But where you magnify him, he's more present. You know, I told my classmates, they're always talking. One day I told them, hey, talk, 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 talk. They say, hey, look at Wari. They, they go countries like this, like this. I said, ah, one man did all of this to the whole country. I said, the man was very powerful. It was bad things, so They were accusing him of. I said, no. Hey, and, I said, and I meant it. I said, one human being cannot do this. Hey, he promised this. I said, politician promise and you believe you are the one that has a problem. They'll be quoting for me. Eh? But he said, I said, a man is campaigning and you are listening. I mean, I don't. <laughs> we know. Why do you suddenly want to trust a politician when you don't like him? When you did not vote for him, you didn't trust him. Then now that he won the election, even though he did not vote for him, you now want to start quoting the thing that he said. I remember when we used to have, I used to have arguments with people. They said that good luck said he'll run one term. I said, a politician said I would do only one term in office. A politician told you I would do only one term in office. And I'm supposed to hang my bank account on that? I said, come on, be real. What am I trying to explain? Instead of sitting down there discussing things that don't count. They keep, okay, what I was saying about my classmate, I told them that, listen, stop magnifying this head of state. He's a human being. Stop magnifying this head of state. He's a human being. He said, this one happened under his watch. I said, well, he didn't cause it. Why? Not because I'm a supporter. What I just just want to say to them is that, listen, relax. One man cannot bless this nation. One man cannot bring it down. Those things belong to the Lord. Yeah, that's a matter of fact. For that is why we want to talk. You hear me talk about it. I say, he broke the staff. If you've heard me talk, that's how I say. Then the Lord broke the staff of bread. I say, ah, on that passenger that time, God blessed this nation. I give the glory to God. I, I just say, well, but you mentioned the name of the king. Kings are used to give timing. I don't know what I get my point. The second, the day that King Uzziah died, you, you see my point. His calendar, his spiritual calendar, the reign of a king. <laughs> yes. The Bible could count. Yes, they, didn't, they don't count it. They give you the reign of the king. In the seventh year of the reign of King Ahasuerus. So I said, listen. So I tell you that, Ambassador just tell you this happened. The Lord, you hear me talk about it. This was the prosperity the Lord brought. This was the Lord the Lord did. This was what the Lord did. The Lord did this one. 
So why, what's going on right now in the world is not Vladimir Putin is not the problem. Zelensky is not the problem. Boko Haram is not the problem. Bandits are not our problem. ESN is not our problem. The Bible says, with great vexation, the Lord did vex them roundabout. That's the summary of it. The Lord can break the staff of war like this. Bam. One moment. Everybody stop shooting. If you shoot there again, bam, everybody will put down their weapon. If he hasn't done it, you say, why not, Lord? Yeah, what the government can do? <laughs> See, it, there's one account I follow on Twitter. The guy always seeing what the government is doing, trying to end this banditry and all of that. Okay? We can analyze that from now till tomorrow. The truth is that until God says, Shh, enough, nothing will stop. You can use all your energy, it comes to nothing. You bring it in, you put it into a pocket with holes. You buy the best weapons, the planes take off, boom, thunder. Ordinary lightning will strike where it will crash. That's your $50 million you are seeing on the ground. If God does not grant you help, there is no help anywhere. What am I going to say? Christians, when you want to talk, talk like this. So he gave us conversation with one another so that we would generate spiritual ambience. I hope you're getting my point. The talk is not hard, though. One, if you don't know anything to say, tell the story. Do you know that when God created the world, Adam was the first person. Then God made Eve. Talk about that. One word, if you read your Bible, one day I thought about it. You can go and do the search. The person talked about the most in the Bible is the Lord. His name appears everywhere. Yes. Go to the beginning. You see Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God. That's it. Next line. The Spirit of God. Third verse, God said. Fourth, fourth verse, God saw that it was good. Then God separated light from darkness. Five, four verses, the name God has shown up four times. Verse 5, God called the light, the, the light day. Verse 6, God said. God said. 7, God made. Verse 8, God called the expanse heaven. Verse 9, then God said. Verse 11, God called the dry land earth. And, he, and God saw it was good. You see it like that. Then God said, then God said, then God. In that first page, 21 verses, you see God almost 25, 30 times. Every page of your Bible you open. You see God, the Lord. God, the Lord. He. He is the most talked about person in the scriptures. Who do you talk most about in your life? Sometimes I tell, you know, some of us who are in certain parts of Christianity, we pray through saints and all of that. So one day I, <laughs> I watched some people praying. They use, when they pray, they mention the name of the mother of Jesus five times as much as the Jesus himself. He said, that is honor. If my wife honors any man like that in my house, while I go bust. You won't see domestic violence, but you see domestic quarrel. <laughs> Every time he's talking, uh, I've been hearing, okay, what they said, okay, what they said, okay, what they said, okay, what they said, okay, what they said. I go look like, which church should he go? I hope you're getting my point. Hey, I can understand if you are quoting a pastor and that kind of thing. And we are both listening to him, so both of us are uh, be dropping on that name around me. I'm the husband in that household. I have to admire if, some, some of you every day. Say, ah, I saw one guy, very fine. That guy is very fine. You never told your husband he's fine. 
Now, so DV, they take start. No, there are different types of DV. There's domestic violence or punches. There's preventive violence. I'm not talking to you again. I'm going out. Go by yourself. Eh? I mean, try to ad- admire your husband too. Eh? Don't be doing like our brethren that admire his mother more than him. It's not good. He says, oh, ah, which kind of honor with that one? Now, honor Jesus now. Try. How can Jesus be queuing up behind his mother in honor matters? Have uh, they say he was the one that, he, he, she was the one that carried him. Who created her? Like, what kind of thing is this one? I like the way Benny said. He said, Jesus was not, he said, Mary was not carrying Jesus. Jesus was holding her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, can you say Jesus carry who? Can she carry herself? He said, hey, let's get it clear. She was not holding Jesus. Jesus was clinging on to her. She, she, he opposed all things. <laughs> let's leave this in. By the word of his power. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that is the person who chose you. You now want to be bragging that I'm your mother. I said, what did you say? <laughs> I chose you. You are my servant. Mary is a servant of Jesus Christ. The servant. And she said to herself, the handmaiden of the Lord. Yes, That's what she called herself. Now you they carry mother the dasham. She called herself the handmaiden of the Lord. Be it unto me according to his word. Ah, what are we talking about here? Let's show respect to. Because person decided to crawl through your room. Don't miss a ah, just think about it. Assume it, let's use a big Nigerian for a millionaire. Then go to build one big house, he dash on to you. They want it passing through town. Say, ah, they okay. Can I stay in your house? Say, ah, guest rooms available for you, sir. He slept there one night. Say, Dangote, I'm the one that houses Dangote. I'm the you know the way you will say it. I'm the one that houses Dangote. He homeless Dangote. He poor guy. Without the work, he won't have a house. <laughs> you know, that's the way we see it. Without realizing, that's how we see it. Mother of Jesus. As if Jesus, a poor Jesus, home, you know, motherless baby. She adopted him. Jesus looked and like, said, how do we come? He said, that girl is full of grace. He said, poor grace upon her. Gabriel, tell her I'm coming through her house. What a privilege. What a privilege. What a privilege. And he jumped into her womb, crossed through there onto the earth. And at the end of the day, she worshipped him. Yeah, she did. She joined them to receive his Holy Spirit, the gift of God that she sent from above. Come on. Let's, let's get it straight. Let's get the priority right. You can't mention her name five times as much as you mention his name and you claim it honor. What did God said? Say, if I'm a father, where is my honor? You think he doesn't check who's honoring him? He said it clearly. Say, if I'm a king, where is my honor? You want to pray? You mention my mother's name five times as much as you mention my name? She had better die for her, your sins by herself. The Lord is good. What am I going to say? Who do you talk about the most? That's the point. Who do you talk about the most? Many Nigerians talk mostly about President Buhari as the cause of everything. You don't hear that from my mouth. Now, because the vice president has gone into presidential race, of course, before that time, it was Hosanna, Hosanna. Why can't he run? Why can't he run? The moment he declared, traitor, dead, useless, see, abuse. 
One guy even called him a thief. Also, just because the man entered the race, I said, look at these people. Before it was Hosanna, Hosanna. Now it's what? Crucify him, crucify him. I said, human beings are just like that. That's what human beings are like. I tell them, see, the person who will be head of state is chosen by God. Let's talk about God. No human being can take us out of our predicament. It is God. It is God. It is God. He will choose whoever he wants to use and use the person, whoever he has chosen. It is God. Let's talk more about God, not about any human being. See, now every day analyzing this, and I said, no. Let's talk more about the Lord. He's the one we should talk more about. Election is coming, say. Um, which zone is now the... Listen, you can do that when you go to the beer parlor. For those of you who still drink lager. I hope you're getting my point. The Lord deliver you in Jesus' name. <laughs> but when you gather amongst brethren, please open your mouth and quote from Daniel chapter 4. Tell your friend that heaven rules in the affairs of man. God gives the kingdom over to whoever he wishes. He sets upon it the lowliest of men. Tell them, don't ever forget that. You say, well, all this talk we are talking is our own. But at the end of the day, God rules. God rules. We pray to him, let him give us a good leader that we do his will. That's the thing. It's not a, the stronger politics, this thing. It was easy. That's not the issue. Who has the Lord chosen? May the one who pleases him according to his mercy, not his judgment. I said, because listen, it's the truth. I told my classmates, I said, listen, the way we behave, we don't, look, we don't deserve anything. So this country should be better than this. I said, who told you? There are things I hear once in a while, both about non-Christians and even Christians. I start checking whether God is about to kill everybody because there are, there are some forms of iniquity we do. You know, this earth has been so polluted that we are still where we are. It's absolute mercy. It's mercy. It's mercy. It's mercy. It's a lot. So let's, what I'm going to say is this. God gave us conversation for a reason. When you want to talk about your children, drop the name God, God, God everywhere. Talk about your family. Drop the name God, God, God everywhere. You want to talk about your career. Drop the name God, God, God. Find a way to weave it in. Not because you are lying, but because you are discovering truth. Uh, when it pleases the Lord, I will get promoted. I'm praying that God will remember me this year. Are, are you seeing what we are saying? It? But there's another discussion people often have. In this company, once you're not from Udi, they don't remember you. Uh, you, you, you know the director now was chosen during the um, uh, um, uh, Sullivan's time. So he put his brothers and Udi man. The guy is after that, that hill. Now so take that bend. The house, that, that house in the corner. That's the man's house. Say, eh? So, now those of us from um, Kano, we're just waiting our turn. God, God knows. This country! This country. <laughs> the nepotism is too much. This country. This is the kind of country that <laughs> you analyze the country, you talk about nepotism, God will just look at himself, watching himself disappear out of your life. Yes. Because I can't walk in this place. So let me go to his neighbor's house. The neighbor will now be a household man. Now I will say, ah, I like here. And if God just opened this, opened this door for us now, we will just be able to enter. Because at least, even if he doesn't know me, for him to just understand that this is how life is, I will promote him. 
Next time the guy comes to the office, they will promote him above everybody from Udi, from, from Kano land, from everywhere, Enugu and surrounding states. They say, that's the thing now. This house I the one ruling this country. <laughs> Story will change. That, that is how people drive the Lord away from their presence. Don't talk about him. That kind of situation, say, ah, when he pleases the Lord, we are moving forward. I just pray that he will show mercy this year. At least the third year, I thought I would get promoted. But well, maybe we have not pleased him enough. He said, this your boss doesn't like you. He said, when the ways of a man pleases the Lord, please the Lord, he makes even his boss to be at peace with him. Don't worry about my boss that doesn't like me. It doesn't really matter. One of my um, resident doctors just went for her final exams, passed, was not giving me a testimony a few days ago. Said there's one particular man she looked at and I said, this man, God, please, move him away. Said, do I know that the day, a few days before the exam, they told him, go and supervise the exam in Ghana. That's how the, the man traveled. You relocated the man. So yeah, go. The college just ruled that you will be the chief examiner for the exam holding in Ghana. So he bought the plane out of Nigeria, off to Ghana. I was hearing the testimony. Listen, God is in control. If you magnify him, you will see him in your life. In this nation, we, listen, believers, God doesn't expect 200 million people who don't know anything to, to understand these things. But it's what they call the remnants. Those of us who claim to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's understand. Let's, let, look, let's inject his name. Like I was saying, that, which is why I began all of this from, you know, it's supposed to be a digression before I go into the main thing I wanted to say, but time is really gone now. But you see, what I want to say is that let's, let's generate the, let's intensify the spiritual atmosphere around us. Because the truth is this. That's what controls everything. See all these bandits you are seeing. One angel will do, whoop, they will run. You know, I, 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 tell, I tell the story of my brother when he shared the testimony with me. Not today. More than, should be more than, yeah, more than 20 years ago. Like 20 something years ago. He was a core member in this Medjugorje. It's not today crisis started in those areas. There was crisis. The atmosphere was tense. There was going to be invasion and all of that. So everybody was afraid. Come, so he went to his house, laid down, began to pray. And he was praying and he was praying until something, he just felt that there's somebody in the room. And he turned to look. Yes, there was somebody in the room. Except that the person was not what you and I would expect. See, this guy was tall. So handsome, he didn't know how to describe how handsome this guy was. He dark-skinned. So the guy folded his hand like that, was looking at him. His head was touching the ceiling so that he had to bend his head to fit into the room. And his back was against the wall. Against the door. So the guy folded his hand, was looking at him and had a smile on his face. He was lying down. He looked like, went to John, like, who are you? How did you get in here? And the spirit said, Your guardian angel. So the guy didn't say a word. We're just looking at him. He said, Then the kind of peace that I cannot explain just flooded my heart. <laughs> my friend was traveling. His tire went flat on that same, those canoes, Medugro, those roads up north. The day he was telling the story was in my office in Enugu here. He said, Banky, I've never shared this with anybody. This is the first time. He said, because he said, now I'm telling you now. He said, the goose pimples still appearing on my skin. He said, good pimples caught him that day. He was driving, he was famished, he was participating in one long fast, he had not eaten. Then he checked, his tire was flat. He came out, looked at the tire. Ha, how will I change this tire? 
says, suddenly two full animals showed up from nowhere, speaking clean English. Ah, sir, your tire is down. Let's help you change it now. They told him, no, no, sit in the car, sit in the car. So he went inside the car, sat down. They went to his booth, was driving a 504, was it 504 of those days? So they opened the car. They didn't tell them anything. They brought out the tire, brought out the jack, jacked the car, changed the tire, changed the tire, put the spare where it, that one was. When they were finished, so okay, we are done. You can go. It was one way they appeared from. Two full animals. He said, so he thanked them very much. Those days, he said, I had this 100 naira nose with me. So he took one, 100 naira those days. Sorry, I'm telling you. It was, yes, it's not less than 20 years ago. So he gave one of them the 100 naira. He said, the person took it. So we're just wondering. So, of course, he now you know, arranged himself to start the car. Then he looked to tell them bye-bye. Didn't see anybody. He said, Banky, he said, if you know that area, he said, the ground is kind of flat. And there's no bush. He said, where could they have gone? So he was wondering, where did they come from? So he started driving. So he, he, he drove. He got to Kano. He parked. Wanted to come down. He saw his hundred naira on the seat. He said, Banky, I'm sure that is the one I gave the guy. He, he, he was explaining to me. I had this number. The, the other one was still in my, my pocket. He said, the hundred naira was lying on the seat. He thought the man took it. He said, the day he was telling me, he said, it's the first time I'm sharing with anybody ever. He said, as I'm telling you right now, I'm having goose pimples. <laughs> Those that fear the Lord spoke often one to another, and the Lord heard. Listen, it's enough of telling all the gory stories. They killed 50 people. 10 people died. The trailer entered into the ditch. It crossed somebody's head. So what are you telling me I've not heard before? Tell me a story of deliverance. Tell me a story of the man who he drove his car over a bridge that had collapsed. True story. As his car, people were trying to stop him. He didn't know what they were doing. Boom! The car went into the air. Of course, it was falling. Then he shouted, Lord, help me. Then the car reversed in the air and went back on top of the bridge. What are we talking about here? Telling stories as if we never hear bad news before. Tell us good news. Let's have something to hope for. Don't send your children. Hey, these days, Nigeria is very dangerous now. Jesus said, each of your children have an angel. Or has an angel. Each of your children has an angel. Each one. Just say to them, the Lord will go with you. Teach them how to cross the road. They end it with, but the Lord will guide you. The Lord will protect you. I learned how to cross the road since I was young. But twice, I almost got killed. One as a young, very young guy, maybe like 13, 12, 13. Another one as a full-grown adult, resident doctor in Lagos. In both circumstances, it was a mistake. What do you want to teach somebody? First one, out of excitement, I, jumped, I dropped in front of our estate like this, came out of the vehicle without thinking I crossed the road. The bus coming right after, full speed, when zoom, missed me by like an inch. See, it was so close, I couldn't even stop, even after it happened. You know my saying, you drop, I couldn't stop. I still had to finish the crossing because of my momentum. 
For a long time, that thing used to make me panic. But I look back and I say, no, 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 God, just if I you won't die, you won't die. You're not going to die now, don't worry. You're not going to die now. The other one that happened, in fact, two times in Lagos, one, the, the, the bus driver took off. I was just, you know, I was just walking on my own. Just walking, just wanted to cross from one place to the other. He was packed. As I got to his front, he took off full speed. I had only one chance to get out of the way. I left with all my energy, yet he cut my shirt and ripped it off. That is, in that swing, my hand swung back, you know. I swung in my whole energy, so my hand swung. Boom, one edge of the bus cut my shirt from here. Tore it off. Oh, you want to teach me how to cross? <laughs> Tell the children. When you are crossing, look right. Look left. Look right again. The Lord will be with you. Add it to it. Add it to it. The Lord will keep you in your going out and your coming in. Add it to it. Open your Bible anytime. You see the Lord. God. The Lord. God. The Lord. I've not even counted thy word. Just the Lord and God and his. Things like that. All over the scriptures. Oh Lord. Everywhere. Let it be like that in your life too. You want to eat? Oh Lord. Thank you for this food. We give you praise in Jesus name. Amen. You thank him for it. You finish the day. Lord thank you for the day. We are doing the Lord's bidding. Uh, it pleased the Lord that we'll get... Uh, how was the journey? It was good. The Lord was with us. It pleased him that we'll get here before 4 o'clock. The Lord be praised. Drop his name everywhere. Magnify the fact that his spirits... He said he make his angels spirits and his messengers a flame of fire. Magnify the fact that his messengers are around you. He will give his angels charge concerning you. They will guard in all your ways. What are we talking about? Let's magnify him every time. Spiritual things control this physical thing. God has brought me to a level eh, in understanding that. If I have money in my hand like this, I just look at it and say, this, God sent this money. I, this, I, I, it's not a joke. Lord, thank you for this 1,000 naira. There's nothing I did to deserve it. Listen, hard work doesn't make people rich. If you never understand that, they never born you yet. Walk from now to tomorrow. It can be the harder you walk, the poorer you are. You will labor for much and you come to little. This thing we call wealth, provision, is a gift of God. What we just do as believers every day, we prove ourselves faithful. I mean, you can't just be in this life and you are not useful to somebody. No, think about it in this life. You have to be useful. You have to be useful. You have to be useful. You can't just be a problem everywhere you go. Once you are coming, people, they are not at home. It's not good, you know. Some people, that's their level in life. Once they call, what is it? Oh, what is he looking for? <laughs> Every phone call, oh. There's nothing people need and they think of you. Please go and work for that one. That there must be something people need that they are thinking of me. It doesn't have to be a great thing, no. It can be as simple as Cleaning the house. Yes. But they say, ah, no, if you call him or if you call her, no, she's not proud at all. She will come. She will come and help you. Don't worry about it. 
It can be as simple as that. See, are you sure? How much are we going to pay? It's not about the money. Just Kohashi will help. This is your house. It's very, ah, no, 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 don't worry about it. Let that, that reputation just be everywhere. It's not about money. It's about useful, <laughs> being useful. It's about being useful. Let somebody know that if I have problems in this area, this is the person I go to meet. That's what we are talking about. You can't just be, you say, where can I get a job? They will pay me this amount of money. Have you even asked yourself, what can you produce to be what that amount of money? <laughs> you have not even asked yourself, what can I produce? I think we'll give you one million a month. If they sell you, will anybody buy you for one million? They will not hire you for one million. Your, the whole of you, we are not going to pay a million. <laughs> no, think about it. That's how you should be reasoning. That's how you should be reasoning. And in case you think you're only worth half a million are sold, then you go and improve. <laughs> I hope you get my saying, no, 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 I must be worth more than half a million. Even if it's calm, wash it. Do you get my point? Eh. So we make sure that we are useful, we are responsible. That's what life is about. We are useful, we are responsible on a daily basis. That's what life is about. Then when we are doing that, we cannot say, Lord, don't tie what you are doing with the food you will eat or your provisions. Provision is from God. Kneel down and ask, ah, I'm learning that every day. Ask the Lord for anything. They say, house in Enoguna is so expensive. It's not one million. And you don't have one millionaire. Say, Lord, please, I need a bigger house. This one is small. So I want to kneel down and I want to ask you for a house that's this size. And when you have asked him, thank him for it. And then the one you have currently, enjoy it. Clean it very well. Arrange it. Jesus is coming. Let him have a place to sit. Arrange it well. Paint the wall is not expensive. Clean everywhere very well. Come on, for goodness sake. Wash your curtains. Sometimes that's what God is waiting for. God says, you ain't living here. You won't go and disgrace me when I move you to independence layout. They will not. <laughs> I don't want. Clean the house very well. And rejoice. Go in. Go. The day God opened up, one brother came to see me once in Lokaf. That was, about, was it last year or the year before. No, it was the year before that, because the year before we didn't have COVID. When he told me his testimony, he said, that thing you always said, sir, that I will live in houses I did not build. He said, I'm enjoying it literally. He said, for me, it's literal. What happened to him? He was in London, and he was hearing me preach, and his wife introduced him to my messages. So along the line, let's make a long story short, it moved upon him that he should go back to Nigeria. Everybody told, told him he was crazy. He told his wife, his wife said, for better, for worse, for travel, for comeback, anyone. <laughs> so his wife agreed. When they were making arrangements, everybody told him he was stupid. Family meeting, how can you leave UK to come back to that country? You know, that, the way they talk about Nigeria. When God will start shutting people up, eh? just watch. In the, that, that, that country. And so brought back in Lodo, go back to that country. You know, when he relocated back to that country, then suddenly, everybody began to think that this guy, like I said, he knows something <laughs> that we don't know. Because shortly after he came, God opened doors for him in his business. He was having good jobs. There's a kind of business he does. And he was doing well. But which house will he live in? Now, that's, that's the story. Let's not talk about the other side. The story is that I think his brother or a close relative 
you know, to have people you can trust is, the, is one of the most difficulties on this earth. So they had a big house. I think maybe like two, they had some houses here. So he said, will you agree to stay in this one, a duplex, big house, so that you'll be looking after everything? I think I said there's not a problem. That's why I moved into a house. So it's now caretaker in quotes. But he's living in a house where he's not paying rent. A duplex, that's where he stays. At least those who are happy that at least we don't have to deal with any stranger. So, it's like, hey. so he looks after the rest of the property and lives in a duplex in Lagos, absolutely free of charge. He says, sir, that word came to pass in my life. I'm living in a house I did not build. And I'm not paying rent. Oh, that's different ways he does things for people. Yeah, he has different ways. He has different ways he does things for people. Please, because of my time, let me stop. What I wanted to share with us, if God will allow, we're going back into it next time. Because what I wanted to talk about, this peace, you know, we're talking about peace. I wanted us to understand that you build your life on the promises of God. That's how you get peace. And that's what God is looking for. You build your life on his promises. Will you do well in this nation? It's not about the nation. It's about the promise. It's about the promise. It's about the promise. And when you have the promise, you hold on to the promise. In the midst of everything, hold on to the promise. It's about the promise. It's not about the country. It's not about the times. It is about the promise. When, they, when Isaac had that promise, he did well in a dry land. And Isaac sowed in the land. God said, don't go to where everybody's going. You sow in this land. God made sure he poured water on his seed. And Isaac sowed in the land. The same year, he reaped a hundredfold. He reaped a hundredfold. And he kept on getting richer and richer. Buying cheap land because everybody had run away. It's about the promise. So the assignment we have to get peace in life First time we'll talk about laying our burdens before the Lord. Next we'll talk about asking him for what? Understanding. Now we're talking about filling our hearts with his promises so that on those promises we hope. That's how that we rest on the promises. And peace comes. That's where he has packaged his peace. From there, it flows into our hearts. But before I got, got into that, I said, let me just explain to us again. Listen, people of God. Hmm? There's a spiritual atmosphere that we need to generate around us. Let's not get fixated on this material. Let's not. And how do we do that is simple. One, one of the ways we do it. What are you talking about? What are you conversing it? What's your conversation about? What are you conversing in every day? It's very important. Generate a spiritual climate through your conversations, through your you know, narratives, through your studies. Know one thing for sure. Don't be so fixated on this material. Listen, even if this body is dying. No, Paul said, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. Hmm? So he said that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal body. You know what it means? You can fall down and literally die. And Jesus said, my friend, get up. It's not time to die yet. Literally. That is, naturally speaking, you should have died. This death is not a game of chance. Look, one of our brothers, I've told the story here many times because it's so dramatic. He was involved in a road traffic accident. He was traveling. He fell asleep. No one woke him up. They were cutting the car open to extract him. It was that, wow, as they were pounding the metal. That's only when they woke up. Ah, what happened? They said they had an accident. The person right next to him was dead. His head burst open. But he was preserved. Now, why I'd like to tell the story eh? is that when, of course, they had to, you know, they had to take information down and all of that. 
So he wanted to write his name that maybe for the police or road safety or whatever, you know, they had to do some documentation about the whole um, experience. He opened his bag that was on his lap. Right, he said, well, he has a pen in his bag. He opened it. The first pen he brought, brought was broken. You don't get it. The pen broke. He opened, brought another one. I think he brought out up to three pens. They were all shattered. He that kept the bag on his lap, he had one small scratch here. And that was one thing. His own bones were not broken. The person next to him was dead. I'm not talking the joke dead. Though. The guy is a doctor. That's the, the, the brother I'm talking about. So he could recognize brain tissue when he saw it. Our sister missed a very boss here. That's it. The person I'm talking about is his sister. No, so I'm not talking serious. Nobody it's his sister, literal father, same father, same mother. She, when she told him the story, she missed a vehicle. A bike man, an angel, carried her past where she was going. She was like, what is wrong with this man? You want to steal me or something? They were not kidnapping that time. We were still stealing. The man said, okay, sorry, auntie, auntie, sorry. And I entered this one now. The one she missed, burnt while she washed with everybody inside. At Lokoja. Look, you don't think this life is uh, nobody the way they take ICU. Spiritual things deal. Let me end it with this. We are in the highest of the heavens if we are in Christ Jesus. Is this why it's called the Lord of hosts? Literally, the Lord of Heaven's armies. Let's rise to our feet. I just take a minute and bless the Lord of Heaven's armies. Let's just take a minute.